This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. But I remember sitting on my sofa being like, this is the last job, and it was. And then by the end of 2019, I had started my coaching business. And I really believe that along with my healing, it was like just deciding I was going to be intentional with my life because I was actually paying attention because I was actually stepping into the driver's seat that wound me onto the path of my purpose that I didn't even know. Like I knew I was looking for it, but I wasn't like actively like, what's my purpose, right? It kind of just found me through me literally getting in the driver's seat of my life. Welcome to The Real Real, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. Today's episode is one with a guest, and I need to know how you guys have been liking this new structure. So half the episodes with guests, half with like a friend or just a solo episode, because I really want to know what you guys think. This week, guys, another hurricane, actually, it might not be a hurricane, but a potential hurricane is headed towards Miami. It's on the East Coast this time, which honestly, thank God, because the West Coast needs a break of Florida. I mean, obviously, I don't hope we get a hurricane, but I guess I would rather have it hit not the same side that was hit last time. But I do think that this one will be either category one, which is very, very, very small, very minuscule, not a big deal. At least I don't think it's a big deal or just a tropical storm. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, I am flying home today. I'm going back to Charlotte because I have a wedding this weekend in Baldhead Island. So I'm actually driving to Wilmington, getting to see my co-founder there because that's where he lives, going to the wedding and then coming back to Charlotte. And then I go to California for literally one day next week because I am actually speaking at a venture capital summit. So it's a plug and play as a venture capital firm. And they have a big, huge expo like summit going on. It's going to have 3000 people there. And I am one of the startups that's pitching to their corporate partners. So it's not a pitch to raise money because we actually did close our round, which I will do an entire episode about that. But it's actually a pitch about just like potentially partnering with corporate partners. So I'm very excited. I'm going back to Sunnyvale, California to do that. And I'm literally gone for two days only. Like I go on Tuesday, I spend the night Tuesday, I spend the night Wednesday, and then I leave Thursday morning. So I'm there very, very quickly. I didn't want to be there for too long. I come back to Miami, come here for like literally one weekend, and then I go back to Charlotte for Thanksgiving. And I cannot believe that it's already Thanksgiving. Like that just blows my mind that it's already mid-November. Like I feel like it's the beginning of November. No, no, no. It is mid-November, which is just insane. So it's kind of a little life update of where I've been. I want to do a full dedicated episode on the fundraising process and Rella's process and Rella's timeline. And I think the next solo episode I'm going to do is going to be all about that. So that one's going to be really, really, really insightful, especially if any of you guys are founders or looking to start a company. I think it's going to be so helpful. So if you guys have any questions about that, let me know. But today we are talking to Jocelyn Kelly Reed and Jocelyn Kelly Reed is an entrepreneurial goddess and a money making queen. Yes, I am calling her that because she actually is a podcast host. She's an intuitive business and abundance coach, and she really helps you change your mindset 
which in turn, I think really, really helps you grow with your business. So she's on a mission to lead women to rise in power and purpose in business and done the feminine way. And we talk all about, you know, feminine versus masculine energy and how to lead with that in business. And it's just really insightful, especially as a female founder myself. Today's episode, we dive into how to adopt a desire-driven mindset and go for what you truly want in life, her consulting journey and what led her to her current success, tips on working smarter, not harder, which I think is useful for anyone listening, benefits on mentorship and best practices, feminine energy and how to use it to your advantage, focusing on your zone of genius and the art of delegation, and understanding wealth as a frequency and allowing yourself to indulge in it more. I think you guys are going to love this episode. I'm super excited for it. I thought she was such a gem to speak with. And especially as we enter the new year soon, I think learning how to make more money is something that all of us should kind of just be interested in. You know, you know, we're headed into a recession. We're heading into the new year. I think it's important to understand how to bring more wealth into your life. So without further ado, let's welcome Jocelyn Kelly Reed to the show. Well, hello, Jocelyn. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Let's get into first, we're going to start with setting the record straight. So I'll tell you some stereotypes, some assumptions. You let me know if you think they're true or false and kind of like your take on it. So the first one is that people don't realize that burnout is happening until it's too late. I would agree. Otherwise you wouldn't get burnout. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that you can kind of sense burnout before it happens or you think it's kind of one of those things that just hits you and you're burnt out? Me, myself or people in general? Just people in general. Yeah, I think that we do realize we just don't pay attention. I think that we have a culture that has largely taught us like, go, 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 chase, 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 chase. I mean, this is like a very math, you know, the whole like business money, just accomplishment, getting what you want, period world has been created with a very masculine undertone to it, right? And so I think that, and people are in such deep pursuit of living out their dream, like obviously myself included, but I think that the way we've been shown how to do it isn't sustainable as we see all the time with people burning out their health crises, their stress levels, like people are always having a health drama, you know, and that's not natural. We're like wired to be healthy. So I think you can see it coming. I think it's just about paying attention. If you're exhausted, you're on the way. I'm sure you've gone through seasons of waking up and you're kind of in that high adrenaline state versus you wake up and you're like feeling pretty chill. You know the difference. You really have to pay attention to your body. And like body wisdom is something that's not widely taught that I think that if we all tuned, or I know, right, if we all tuned into it, yeah, we wouldn't find ourselves up against the wall so often. Mm-hmm. That's interesting what you say about health because I always notice when I get burnt out, that's when I get sick. I get a bad cold. I've gotten COVID before because of it. I've gotten, you know, it, it, like my immune system just is so down. And it's literally like my body's like, okay, you didn't rest. So now I'm forcing you to. And I'm forcing you to in a much worse way than if you just like took time off yourself. 100%. Yeah. So I definitely think that that's like such a big sign. Whenever I feel myself getting sick, I'm like, Ugh know that I needed to. You're like, I did it to myself. Uh (laughs) I agree with you. And then the next one is that you need to be working all the time to be successful. I do think that people also think that, and again, have not just learned how to work smarter and how to build a smart business. 100%. Obviously I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not in the corporate world anymore, but I used to work in finance and like, yeah, parts of it were a grind. Yeah. There was days I was at work till 1am. Yeah, in a way I was putting my time in, you know, if that was like the career that I had wanted, it's not what I want now. 
but also because I don't want to do that. I do think that there are certain environments like, yeah, if you want to be a high powered lawyer and you don't want to like put in the work to get there, it's probably not going to happen. But maybe if you don't want that, right, there's something else that you want. It's not about that you're financially capped. It's just like you want to do it differently. You want to do it your way, which is why I'm an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there's a way for people to want those, you know, climbing up the corporate ladder jobs that require you to put in 80 hours a week and not burn out though and not, not like, like good exhausted. luck <laughs> I think that's kind of what your early 20s are for if you're on that career path but also you know I wasn't getting sick all the time and all this stuff when I was in that point in my life but I wanted I mean I think it's all about everything starts with desire some things are worth it some things are not for example I have no desire to run a marathon so no I don't want to go on 10 mile runs like that would feel like hell to me that would feel exhausting that's just not something I want to do but if I really wanted the marathon, right, it would feel like I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Every day I do this, I'm getting towards my goal, right? So it's really like, what's the energy behind it? Because to me, it sounds like cruel and unusual punishment and torture, and I'll never do it. But for someone else, right, it's an expression of arriving towards their goal, right? So if I really wanted to be a lawyer, if I'd really wanted to stay in finance, it would be like, cool, I'm excited about this work. I'm learning so much. Sure, I'm working late, but I'm getting to be in the room with these people learning these things. This is on the way to get where I want to go. I think when it feels like, and you still have to like watch it, right? And obviously there's still a level of corporate responsibility that companies have that I think they've woken up far more to now after COVID because people are kind of like F off, at least let me stay at home, you know, which makes mm -hmm. a huge difference mm -hmm. taking out all the commute time, et cetera. So there is that, but I think it's like, it's what do you want? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What feel might feel to me like torture to you might feel like, mm, yeah, I'm like, I love this. I'm getting there. You know what the best feeling is? When you walk out the door feeling like you can conquer the world because your hair looks amazing. You know those days when your hair shines with confidence? Well, I have something that are going to make those good hair days into a daily reality, which is Way's new hair gloss. I personally have been loving taking care of my hair. I just got a new haircut and at first I was iffy on it, but then the more I've looked at it and the more I've styled it, I actually really love it and I don't think I can go back to super long hair. It's all about how you style it. So I have been meticulous about my hair routine. I've been incorporating Waze hair gloss and it has literally made me love my haircut and love all of the different ways that I can make it look. It's so easy. Just five minutes in the shower and bam, instant shine. And let me tell you, preventing heat damage is a top priority for me. And with hair gloss protecting my hair up to 450 degrees, I can style worry-free. And the best part, my hair feels shinier, healthier, and more vibrant than before. If you guys have seen my blowouts on my Instagram or my TikTok, you know that I have been feeling my hair and it has been so shiny. Getting your shine on in the shower with Waze hair gloss is so easy and it's packed with hyaluronic acid and rice water. And so it, so it not only gives you immediate shine, but also treats damage and enhances color vibrancy. And here's the best part. In a consumer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looks shinier, healthier, and smoother with Waze hair gloss give your hair a glow up with way go to t-h-e-o-u-a-i and use promo code real real for 15 percent off any product that's t-h-e-o-u-a-i.com promo code real real a lot of people confuse what they want with what's expected of them it's like i feel like i need to do this but like deep down they actually are miserable and they don't enjoy it and i think 
that's the situation that so many people are in, especially in their 20s, because they like just graduated. They think that they want to go down this path, but then they realize like, actually, I don't even know if I want to do this or I'm just like supposed to do this. Right. Well, because no one's really shown any other options. It's not like, oh, you could do this with your, you can get paid to be yourself, this, that, and the other. We're shown like one track, which is like choose the track and get on it. And most entrepreneurs land an entrepreneurial position through trial and being like, actually, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. And there's always like a hit the floor. Oh my God, I'm done moment, you know? And it's like, I'm not doing this anymore. We're not often asked throughout life. Like, yeah, someone's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? But even then you answer from like six different things that you've seen other people do. Right. But there's not been for anybody. I don't think a lot of encouragement to like, oh yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, cool. You can go do these more traditional things, or you can literally build an empire yourself if you want to. So yeah, yeah but yeah. you know how it fe- you know the difference, and this is why I say everything starts with desire. And like, what do you want? Not what is Sally the next door neighbor doing? Not what does your parents do? Not what you've seen on TV? Not whatever. It's like when you really tune into your dream life and you really imagine your days and you really feel into like the interactions that you're having, the people you're talking to, what you're doing with your time, et cetera, et cetera. Like, what do you want? Because obviously we're going to get there way faster and our whole life is going to feel in deeper alignment if it's being built based off of like our soul's desires. I also do feel like sometimes we get put in situations to have, yeah, I had many careers before what I do now, but like they all added up to what I do now. And I did actually need that life experience and work experience like has very much supported me in leading people in terms of business, money, et cetera. Whatever your path is or was, trust me, if you want to go do something with that now that's different, it's been perfect, but have the jump off point right now. Mm-hmm. I feel the exact same way, like with my experiences that I've done, like some of them don't necessarily make sense. Like I w- studied engineering, then I went to consulting, then I just decided to quit and was a full-time content creator. Now I have my own business, but I don't think I could have been where I am today if I didn't have those previous experiences of doing something that maybe wasn't necessarily my passion, but it taught me so much. And I'm grateful now that I actually went through those things. Totally. It makes you a much wiser business owner. And if you're helping other people, no matter what you do, you just have the school of life under your belt, which is so much more potent than like a certification or this, that, and the other. It's just real life living (laughs) experience. Exactly. And then the last one is that everyone needs goals in their life or career. I don't know. I think that that can feel heavy for people. I think that everyone needs desire, which is like, what turns you on? You know what I mean? We're here. It's like, do you want to pay bills and die? I didn't think so. So like, what turns you on? And let's orient life towards that in every area. Mm -hmm. But I think that for some people, they hear the word goals and it's like, they sound like, oh my God, no, I got to get there. I got to get there. I got to get there. It's this like panty, desperate, scarcity driven energy. Whereas when I tune into the word desire, it feels more like, "Mm, yeah, I want that, you know? Mm -hmm. How do people switch though from being more like goal oriented to being desire oriented? Because I think sometimes they overlap, but like you said, sometimes it is that like panty exhausted. Oh my God, I'm never measuring up to that. Like, how do you switch your mindset to be more desire driven than just like an end metric that you're trying to hit? Of course. I think it's a choice. I think it's something that people haven't really thought of. I also think that the healing work that we do, right? Because all of this programming, the shoulds, this, that, and the other, the chasing, yada, yada, 
it all comes down to our programming and our trauma. That's why we're doing it. You're not doing it because you were born that way and because it's true to your soul. We're doing it because we were conditioned, right? By family, by society. I am experiences our lineage has, has had, right? Like science has proven that lineage trauma carries through. I believe in like our past life experiences as well, because I've seen them for myself. I've seen them for clients. Like all of this is like kind of creating a net effect of what we're experiencing today. Well, like on simple terms, it's like start asking yourself what you want from the truth of your soul in quiet without any judgment, like no one else is in the room, right? There's nothing to prove. There's nothing. Just empty space. Life is your canvas and no one else matters. What do you want? This is really just a perspective shift. And then obviously releasing all these layers and imprints and programming and stories that we picked up around us is going to help you align to that more quickly because you're no longer going to be carrying around energetics, frequencies, thought patterns, et cetera, that don't belong to you in the first place. Because anything that isn't free and abundant, it's not yours, right? Like we're, we're literally part of nature. We were born free and abundant, but we're human and we're very malleable. So we picked up a lot of things, but you're not put on the planet with like, oh, and, and this, and now she's in scarcity. This is her dharma. Like this makes no sense, right? It's just things, the experiences we had and things that we picked up. So the more that is released, the clearer you feel. And then you're more naturally going to walk in alignment with your desires and anything but that will start to feel, you'll know if we're off track because you feel heavy, you feel stressed, you're overthinking. Like, what feels good? Yeah, of course, sometimes we make big leaps that feel a little like, you know, before we leap, that's natural as we expand. But when something's for you, you don't have so much questioning and self-doubt. You're not so tired. You're maybe scared because, you know, if you want bigger, you got to go bigger. But the vibe is like, yeah, I feel fear. I'm going to do it anyway. Like you really want what's on the other side versus just like, mm-hmm. I don't even know why I'm doing what I... Lots of times when people are living that like should-based life, they don't even know why they're doing what they're doing or like really where they're going. They're just kind of an autopilot. Yeah. Do you ever feel that way growing up or earlier? Like how did you switch from that autopilot doing what society tells you to, to that going after your desires? Like what was your breaking point, if you will? I remember, so I had a really intense, like psychic awakening, spiritual awakening, Saturn return when I was in my late twenties. That's what led to my financial destruction. So even though I had been successful, I created nearly six figures in tax debt. I was emotionally addicted to this guy that I was dating on and off. I was having a crazy psychic awakening. It was like my whole life basically crumbled at once, which ultimately led to a health crisis as as it would to get me to wake up. But I remember, and I lived in LA at the time, I'm in New York now. And one of the pivotal moments, well, obviously the health crisis woke me up. Not obviously, but it did for me because I was used to being healthy. And I was like, what is this? And all of a sudden you have 37 fibroids, you need to have surgery, you're bleeding. Like it was pretty intense. I only could like lay on the sofa because I was so physically weak for months before my surgery. And I remember deciding I had like wanted to move to New York, but I didn't have the money because I had acquired all this tax debt and I was kind of like paycheck to paycheck. And Ultimately, like long story short, I did manifest the money to move to New York and I did move to New York. And when I got here, because I really had that kind of like fresh start feeling and I really wanted to be here and it felt so good and it felt so right. And I was like, I've been living because, you know, that whole episode in LA was like five years. I was like, I realized that I had been living in reaction to life and I had not really been driving anything for it. Like, yes, I got myself here, but I was like, what has been going on for the past five years? This is crazy. You need to move with way more intention. 
And I remember it was like the New Year's Eve. So I moved in December, right? And then there was January of 2018. And I don't make New Year's resolutions, but I made the decision that I was going to be intentional with my life. So even if I was like out partying, it was like, okay, cool. We are intentionally out partying. (laughs) We're not getting like dragged around just doing whatever. Every single thing I decided to bring intention to, and it's pretty wild. So that was all of 2018. And then like my life was improving. I was healing. I was getting support for, you know, these areas that had led me into such deep codependency and all of these things. And as I started to heal... I remember, like, I just knew, I'd known that the last job I took in New York was the last one. I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. But I remember sitting on my sofa being like, this is the last job. And it was. And then by the end of 2019, I had started my coaching business. And I really believe that along with my healing, it was like just deciding I was going to be intentional with my life because I was actually paying attention because I was actually stepping into the driver's seat that wound me onto the path of my purpose that I didn't even know. Like I knew I was looking for, but I wasn't like actively like, what's my purpose, right? It kind of just found me through me literally getting in the driver's seat of my life. Mm -hmm. And when you say like you found your purpose, was that something that kind of like hit you all at once? Or it's something that you maybe even unintentionally were kind of like working towards or intentionally working towards? Like, were you kind of like, oh, this is my purpose to start a business? Or what was that like first step to then getting where you are today? I would say intuitively, I really had the words like intuitive transformation kept dropping through me. I'm obviously like, you know, very psychic and all those things from what I went through. And then also, you know, I have 15 years of sales and marketing experience. I'm definitely someone who like bridges the 5D and bridges with the 3D, you know? And I remember manifesting this like consulting job, but it was like with another business that I wasn't working with individual people. And I remember getting paid like my New York rent and like for a few hours of work. And I was like, uh, okay, there's way more money. And it was fun. It wasn't just the money. I was like, oh, this is so easy. These people are so grateful. Like, I love this. And I was like, there's more available. Like, it was just like, I just needed that one thing that really fell in my lap. Cause my aunt did consulting. She used to work for Coca-Cola and then she was doing like executive consulting in her retirement. And I remember I'd been on the beach, like talking to her about things she was like working with all these execs on and all this stuff. I was like, I know all this stuff. I've been like in these environments for, for years, like whether it be when I worked in finance or, you know, smaller companies, et cetera. And I was like, oh, I could do business consulting. Like, and I'm good with people. I'm good with business. And like, you know, just really important to get in the room with people doing big things. Right. And like, something just opened up for me and then I manifested that business consulting job. And then I was like, I told you I had the words into a transformation dropping in. And that was kind of like what I was calling the earlier iteration of my business. And then like, I realized that I liked that, but what I really wanted was to help people. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, if I can change my life in the ways that I've changed it, even in the ways, you know, which is nothing by comparison to how I've changed it now. Right. But this was, you know, when I was just getting started, I was like, then I can help other people do the same. And I had really started down the manifestation journey. I was doing Lacey Phillips work to be magnetic. And I was on her podcast expanded, just sharing my story. This had nothing to do with my business. This was just my personal life. And so many women reached out to me from my story. And I was like, well, if they're so moved by this, I obviously, there's something to offer the world. I can help people create something that I've created, even if it's just to this point that they haven't yet. And so I started. And I just decided to start coaching humans. (laughs) And I was really motivated to get out of my job. Like the universe was making it increasingly out of alignment. And so 
I just went for it, you know? Obviously hired a coach. Like I've never been winging it. I always have support. If we really want to get places fast, we want that. But yeah, that's what happened basically. And I know you always say to work smarter, like how you you work smart. I mean, you were making your rent in a few hours, like you were saying. And it's one of those things where a lot of people, I think, feel the need to, oh my God, if I'm not putting 40 hours a week in something, then like I don't deserve to, you know, make this much money. And so how do you encourage people to work smarter and to actually get out of that mindset of like, you don't need to justify working, oh my God, 80 hours a week, 40 hours a week, 60 hours a week to make like a living like you can actually work smarter work less like how do you encourage people to do that and then how can people actually do that because I think that's another thing one it's like the mindset where you think that you don't deserve it but then two it's like how do you actually work smarter and not have to you know burn yourself out or yeah well on like the mindset piece of it I mean we have a lot of stories around money money is a very loaded topic right if you just feel naturally deserving of money, you're not going to feel like you need to like work around the clock for it. Because, you know, I just think of money, it's like a resource. Do you like think you need to work to breathe air? Do you think you need to work to breathe water? No, you just don't have any stories around air or water. So like, cool, take a breath. Yum. Turn the faucet on. Yum. Open the fridge. There's food. Yum. No stories, right? Money's not any different. It's just a resource. It's not a big deal, but we've made it such a big deal. And a lot of it is because, you know, the way money is very tied to power it really is. If we have high levels of personal power, we are going to attract more money, whether you are a saint or whether you have the worst moral compass in the world. Money doesn't move based on your morality. It's just like people who think they deserve money make money, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but we've mm-hmm. been shown, I think what happens to a lot of people is stories about wealth, right? Because like I said, money's trying to power. So we're on the planet earth. So there's power that's expressed in fantastic ways. And then there's powers that's expressed in keeping people small. We've been shown a lot of darker energies from the political world, the celebrity world. This isn't all, everybody in those worlds, but you got my point. That's largely where we're picking up a lot of these stories on like a societal level. And then on a personal level, it's maybe been a worthiness thing. Like maybe you didn't grow up with money and you remember some kid who had money made fun of you or, you know, like, you know how there's all the things that can come up. And so- we have tied money to negative expressions of power when the issue is never the money, right? When you have more money, you just are more of you. There's people with no money with terrible morals. There's people with tons of money with fantastic morals. Like it's not about the money. It's about the human. So it's like really neutralizing money and taking it off the pedestal. Like if you took it off the pedestal, if you normalized it, if money was just no big deal, you wouldn't think you needed to work around the clock for it, right? You just be like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I just like naturally deserve that not from like an egoic place, but from a like, yeah, I'm going to do what's in alignment for me. I'm going to charge what I want to charge. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to build a support. You know, I think it's really important when it comes to business, for example, it's like, I'm going to build a business that supports my energy, not a business that drags me around talking about working smarter, not harder. People do things that don't even feel good and not even knowing why. Right. But it's like, I'm going to do everything from a place of alignment. I'm going to get help. Don't wing it. If you wing it, yeah, you're going to be doing stuff that's all over the place. You learn from people who've done it before you, who are doing it faster, who are, who just know what they're doing, right? So that you get to like skip all these steps. And then you just feel like, yeah, of course I make money, you know? And it takes internal work. Like obviously my whole business is helping people like not only build the business, but move through these pieces where we feel like we can actually have it. 
but it is available because I'm always like, if we got programmed with all this like crappy programming, well, you can also be programmed with abundance too. Like this is the beautiful thing about being human is that we are malleable. But I see a lot of people on the internet building businesses in ways that don't make sense because one, they don't have the high level mentorship. Got to have it. If you want to make a lot of money, especially quickly, like you want to skip miserable steps, (laughs) like just doing things that you think you're supposed to do or that you saw someone else doing and or they're not putting it through the lens of like, well, what's an alignment for you? Because for example, there's a million business strategies that work. They all work for someone, but they're not going to work for you if they're not for you. Right. Right. And I totally agree that you need mentorship. But how does someone go about even finding a mentor? Because I think that's another thing. People are scared to ask people for help. So how do you ask people for help without being like, you know, because sometimes I think people get scared because it's like, I don't want to waste your time because you're going to be helping me. And like, I don't know what I'm giving you in return. So like, how do you find that good mentor, though, that is going to be supporting you and helping you. Well, as a mentor, I'll say I we're overjoyed when people come in. This is like my life's work. This is my life's mission. You're never like, oh my God, I have to help this person. Again, build a business that works for you, right? And so I think when it comes to selecting mentorship, it's always just felt like intuitive to me, right? And also when you come into someone's world, it's not like you immediately have to go into their highest level private coaching container. Like for example, I have a podcast, start listening to the podcast, get in a masterclass, Buy one of the lower ticket programs if you're too scared to invest in something higher ticket, even though you feel alignment. It's like, look for client results, look for their results, right? Like all of these things. Because again, too, it's not just what the mentor is producing on their own. There's a huge difference between knowing how to make money yourself and be able to teach other people how to do it. Enormous Mm -hmm. difference. And Mm -hmm. so you really want to look for those client results and you really want to look for that feeling in your body that's just like, yes, or like, you keep thinking about them. You keep diving into their content. You just love what you're hearing. You're hearing from other people in their world who are also having amazing results and you just follow the pull. And like I said, yeah. Do I have people come straight into high level private mentorship who've never done any program, any mastermind, anything else in my world? Yes. That's not everybody. So I think that because, you know, obviously as we grow, you're going to be investing at your edges. Like this is just part of having high level support but you get to come into the world, you know, like I said, through podcasting, through masterclass, whatever it is, and just see how you feel. And your body's going to tell you, you're just going to know, you're going to be like, I want to work with that person. And then it's like, reach out. I'm totally happy when people DM me and they're like, Hey, I really want to work with you. I'm trying to figure out what's best. Where should I start? If it's not clear to them already, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's also knowing that like, you do have to even deserve that you feel worthy of having the help, but do know that like, if you're not feeling worthy of it, that's a story within you. It's not real. It doesn't belong to you. And on the mentor side, we are just like over the moon to help people because it's literally like, it's like our life's work. We want to, it feels so good too. Like I cannot tell you, I had two clients this past month celebrate six figure months. And I was just like, Oh, you know, cause of course I've done it myself, but one of them had started her business with me in 2020 And I remember when she made her first $200, that feeling can't replace it. Mm -hmm. And I know you also talk a lot about like feminine energy and embracing femininity. What does that mean exactly? Because I think that's one thing that, you know, I hear it a lot, but I don't know what that means. And how do you put that in action specifically, especially when it comes to business and like hustling and going and, you know, how can you embrace your femininity in the day to day? Yeah. Well, to me, it's like, so our feminine energy is our receiving energy. It's our creativity. It's kind of like that flowy, dreamy state sometimes, right? 
And our masculine energy is like the part of us is going to like go get shit done. You know what I mean? So that our feminine can feel relaxed. And so you want this harmonization between the two. So it's not just about like taking bubble baths and laying on the sofa. Obviously, if you want a business, you need to build the business, but your feminine energy, right? Your intuition is also going to lead you to what's right for you if you listen. So I feel like for most people, they're not, and this is men too, like they're not allowing the feminine side of their energy to take up a large enough stage. And that's because, and I'm not faulting men, but I'm saying business money, this whole ecosystem was literally built by men, point Mm -hmm. blank period, the end, right? So we come into it automatically going, oh, I must need to move like a man in order to receive. But the thing is, we are just different. So for example, Monday morning meetings at 9 a.m., men's testosterone peaks in the morning. Our testosterone doesn't peak till the afternoon. I was like, oh, that's why I always hated doing shit in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Is that why? You know, but we are biologically different. We are biologically built to receive. We are biologically built to lean more on feeling and intuition than a man is. Neither is better than the other. It's just going with your natural flow for the greatest result, right? And we all have both, but you get my point. So to me, it's like, why wouldn't you amplify what's already natural to you to get to the same place? Just allow men to do it differently, but we all still get to go where we want to go, you know? But it's like, move, start moving through the world like a woman. Turn your intuition on, like allow yourself to be expressed. Allow yourself to feel the level of emotions within you and transmute them into something. Obviously men have emotions. So I'm not trying to leave everybody out, but it's like, I'm, you know, speaking in a little bit in the binary to help everybody understand the concept. And it's like, cool. First I tune into my intuition. Then I call my divine masculine to be like, okay, cool. How do we want to get this done? Right. But it's like, it's starting with, "Mm, but what do I want? Like, oh, what makes my body feel open? Like, I always say that we are always looking, this is a feminine core woman, we are always looking for the feeling of safety. What feels safe to us? Masculine energy. Even if you're not dating men, it's not about that. But it's about what feels stable, what feels supportive. We're always looking for it. I always talk about money as masculine energy because of how it feels to have it. It feels stable. It feels supportive. It feels present. Like, so much of what we're reaching for is actual safety and feelings of safety. And so, because we want that feeling of like, oh, like no woman doesn't want the feeling of like, oh, the feminine exhale, oh, of life feeling like it's rolling red carpet out for you, right? Men aren't really looking for that as much. They're kind of like, they're a little more like straight to the point. They want to get things done. They want the outcomes that they desire. They obviously want to feel good, but like we carry very different frequencies. You know, we all have both, like I said. So it's like allowing yourself to create a life and business that do give you that feeling. And so if you build a smart business and you allow yourself to have the coaching, you also allow yourself to have support inside your business and don't try to be a one woman Miss Independent show that always ends in disaster and burnout. You're going to find yourself right inside an ecosystem that feels supportive to your feminine energy and your feminine energy wants to be able to lean back and receive. There's no fighting out of this. And this is why women so consistently end up so sick in this chasing and grinding and moving through the world like a man, because we are literally not supposed to. And you don't even have to. Why do you want to do that? I don't want to do that. It does not feel disempowering to me at all. It feels amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to do that. Amazing. But I'm going to call my divine masculine to be like, oh, all right, cool. These things need to get done in the business. Oh, I don't want to do them. Well, I'm just going to outsource them, right? And I'm going to focus on my zone of genius, which is another huge thing in business. You want your energy going into your zones of genius. Only I can actually coach my clients, right? I'm going to be the one producing my social media. Like it's going to be my face in the reels. It's going to be me writing the content. 
Some people have other people writing their content. I write my own content, right? But I don't need to manage scheduling. I don't need to manage customer service. I don't need to manage, you know I mean? There's so many things I don't need to do. Why would I do them? That's honoring my feminine who just wants to relax. It's like, okay, cool. We're going to focus on my zone of genius. And also that's just good business advice, regardless of them, <laughs> masculine energetics. I mean, truly focus on the zone of genius. You're going to build a smarter business, but it's like allowing yourself to be supported. Do you think some people don't do that because they think that if they don't, then they're like not worthy enough? Why do you think some people get outside of their zone of genius and try to do everything themselves? I think some people are scared to invest money. And this is a huge barrier to entry for entrepreneurship. You are going to be spending money to make money point blank period, the end, if you want to be successful. Like for example, when people open restaurants, most of the time they're getting out alone, right? For the space. And then they make their profit over time. This is normal. No one's like, oh my God, you should not do that to get the, you know, to get the lease for the restaurant. Everyone's like, yeah, like what else would you do? You know, or if they have a product-based business, you need capital to create the products to sell to the people. When you're in a service-based business, you're the product. You need to invest in yourself, right? But we don't think like that. We only have been trained to invest in the material, not to invest in yourself, but like you're the good. You need to invest in yourself. So one, I think there's a disconnect there. And then two, I think that we've been raised a lot on this like misindependent vibes, right? So as, you know, women specifically, as we claimed our power, right, where it was like, you know, burning bras, feminism, we can do it too, we can do it better, da 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 all of a sudden it was like, oh, I don't need anything, right? And that mm-hmm. came with, yes, of course we should equal pay, of course we should have the same opportunities, but it kind of went really far. Do you know what I mean? It, it almost became this like misindependent. I can do everything. It's almost a way of like proving that we're as good as they are, right? And now I think, I don't think anyone's doing it at this point on purpose. I think it's subconscious programming, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, yes, equal rights. Yes, equal pay. Yes, same opportunities, obviously. And we still get to have support because there was no modeling for us. And all of a sudden women felt like, oh, okay, so I'm supposed to be able to like work, take care of kids, cook for my husband, clean the house. Like I have so many clients so I have to teach them. I'm like, it's not just outsourcing your business. It's outsourcing in your life. I don't even have kids. The housekeeper comes twice a week. I have a dog walker. I mean, I take care of my dog most of the time, but sometimes I'm busy. Like I have a lot of things outsourced in my personal life too. These people who you think are doing every single thing, they don't exist. It's not real. The higher and higher levels of rooms I get in with successful entrepreneurs, people have meal prep. They have everybody is taken care of. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's actually like beautiful, I think, to be able to do that. And I'm like, I want, I want a full service life. And of course, when I, you know, I was earlier in my financial journey, it wasn't all those things. First, it was like, okay, the housekeeper's going to come twice a month, right? Or once a month. And okay, cool. I'm going to have the VA team do some things behind the scenes. And that's $15 an hour. I can pay for that, right? I did always invest. My leading investment was always in my coaching, though, me being mentored myself. And then things just grew and grew and grew over time. But it's like the better supported you are, the better results you're going to get. Think about it. If it's like, we want to be magnetic, right? So if we want to be magnetic, that's like strong life force energy running through us, right? You know, it's like the woman who walks on the street and she's just such a vibe. She didn't even say anything to you. And you're just like, damn girl, you know that vibe? Well, that person isn't tired, stressed out, run down. Think about how we all look when we're like that versus when we're just super fresh. So it's like, you have to build that into your life consistently. And of course you're going to be more magnetic 
because your mm-hmm. cup's going to be full. So then, of course, more magnetic cup full, you're going to attract more. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I like what you said about starting small. Like, you didn't start with the housekeeper coming twice a week. Like, you <laughs> <Yeah>. s- <laughs> You know, doing all my laundry. I haven't done laundry in like a year. <laughs> no, I did not start there. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those things where you start with what you can, you slowly invest, and then you realize that that investment is paying off, and then you invest more. And then I think that's what people need to realize because people view where they want to be in two years down the line as like what they should be doing right now. And they don't see like the steps backward of no, 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 you start really small. Like you said, you start with listening to your podcast and then that improves results. And then you invest a little more. Okay. I'm going to spend a little bit of money now. And then you see results. And then, you know, it's not just like, oh my God, I need to invest $10,000 from the get-go or I'm not going to be successful. It's like, sometimes you just invest with your time. Like that's where you start. And then it builds up. So I like really love that you said that because I think some people, you know, are so stuck on the future where they don't necessarily see like the little things they could do today. Totally. And of course, there's the people who show up, they're like, cool, 10 grand, let's go. You know what I mean? But it's not like they're doing that in every part of their life all the time. And yes, it's always a build, you know, it's always a build. And it's like, and this is also important for our wealth expansion, because wealth builds, you know, it doesn't just drop in overnight, right? You got to start slowly moving towards the things that you want. So yeah, in your business, but also just in your life, it's like, okay, cool, because wealth is a frequency. I always give this example. It's like, well, how does it feel to wear in cashmere versus scratchy wool? How does it feel to sleep on sateen versus 200 thick out cotton? How does it feel to, I don't know, sit in economy versus sit in first class? How does it feel to, even inside of nature, be surrounded by thousands of trees versus to be somewhere where there's none? Like these are all just frequency differences, but you can't, you're not going to go from zero to six. You're not going to go from your college apartment to a $10 million home overnight, but you have to allow yourself to normalize more. So it's like, cool, you can't stay in the five-star hotel, go have dinner there go have tea there. Like allow yourself to expand into more, right? You don't have to buy Laurel Piana cashmere out the gates. Go buy something in Nordstrom that just feels good. This stuff doesn't just drop in everything. And of course there's the quantum leaping and all that. I'm so here for that. But it's like, we just take these steps. If every day you lay a brick towards more, you are going to wake up one day like I'm, for example, getting ready to move home and the apartments I'm moving, looking at moving into now, even a year ago, there'd been no way I could pay for it. Like this would have felt so crazy. And like, I'm like, oh my God, I created this. I can do it now. Right. But it's just been this like step by step by step, laying down every brick, allowing myself to be expanded in mentorship, being in masterminds with other people doing big things. Right. Just allowing myself, like, let yourself go on the vacation. You don't always need to be, like, working from a budget. Sometimes you need to expand your frequency to activate you into more, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just been, like, doing all of this continuously, continuously, continuously. And then you're going to hit these, like, compound moments where it's, like, boom, there's overflow. Yeah. And I hope that that's what kind of listeners can take away from this is that brick by brick, like, you're building this because I think so often especially even being like goal oriented, which like you were saying, instead of being goal oriented, like go into your desires and see what actually you want. Because I feel like sometimes we go and look at goals and we we just look at the end and we can't work backwards and see like the little things that are going to help us get there. So then that's when you're exhausted, when you're panting, when you're like, oh my God, I'm never going to get there because you don't even know how to do it. But I love what you said about like the desires, because if you have a desire, you just know what feels good to you. You know, you know, like this is actually going to be the right move. This is the right step rather than being like, oh my God, I want to buy a million dollar house and I have no money in my savings and I have no idea how I'm going to get there. Like that's a great goal. 
But girl, put it on the Pinterest board. But it's like, we got to start somewhere. And trust me, I get it. I literally had over six figures in debt and used to basically have my accounts always in the negative. The fact that I can spend five figures a month just on rent is insane now, right? But it's like, it's built brick by brick by brick. It's just, I cannot, I say this all the time, just like you're saying, I'm like, there's nothing special about successful people. They just never gave up. I love that. Yeah. No, it's so true. So I always go into anything with like, it's not if, it's when. Like, I'm always like, it's not if this is going to happen. It's just like, when is this going to happen? Like, I know it's going to. I just, I might not know the exact day or the exact timeline, but like, it's going to happen. And that's like always what I think about like everything that I want to achieve. And creating with that potentiality, right? It also is like, we don't have to assume that because we seem far away from what we desire, like our long-term desires, that like they have to take forever. They don't. I went from six figures in debt to six figure months in two years, right? But it's like, and no, that's not everybody's timeline. But of course, like, but like I aligned to it. I wanted it. I built it. But also there was no pressure. I wasn't like, and I'm going to do this in two years, right? I'm in my third year now. It was just like, I just kept going and kept going and kept going and kept going, right? And doing my, you know, doing my healing, doing the work to build a smarter business, healing my relationship to money. Obviously I had a lot to clean up there. And like, just getting... It wasn't like, and this has happened in two years. It was like you said, it's like, it's not if, it's when. And when you know when with such deep certainty, what ends up happening is it drops you into a state of surrender, that state of surrender that we that is so important to manifestation, but it can feel so hard to access. So to me, surrender is never, it's not an energy of like giving up, oh, whatever, the universe will serve it when it serves it. It's this energy of lean back certainty. When you know so clearly the way you desire will manifest, you have a more leaned back energy. So you're able to receive more. And since you're so clear that it's going to happen, you don't care when it happens. Since you don't care when it happens anymore, it happens faster, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, I love this. I know that people are going to be inspired by this. I'm really excited to publish this and push this out. So thank you so much, Jocelyn, for coming on the podcast. Where can they find you? Where can they find your courses, your coaching, like everything? Thank you. So my podcast is Queen Flow, Queen Flow the podcast. It's going to be all business, money, manifestation, feminine energy, quantum field stuff. It's amazing. And then on Instagram, you can find me at jocelyn.kelly.read. I'm very active there. And then my website is jocelynkellyread.com. And the majority of my courses and ways to work with me are there as well. And you can also just anytime, feel free to shoot me a DM. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday.